Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, June 7th, 2020. What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn, and we're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago. I, I, know, I can't. We're, we're doing our video cast here, number two here, and I'm trying to decide how close in I want to be. Is that good? It's a little bit too close. You get a little Chewbacca action. Boy, if you're just getting the audio here, you're really missing out. We're coming to you live from the north side of Chicago, and uh, this is one of the top 500 podcasts in the Chicagoland area, which is very exciting. I'm thinking, I think we've mentioned this on the Beantown podcast before, but I think it would be nice to win a J.D. Power Award or a J.D. Power and Associates Award. It just seems like something that, you know, as far as those cool honors that don't mean anything... It's it's the type of thing I that I think is fitting or befitting of the Beantown podcast, you know, because we're never gonna. I'm not I'm not going for my egot with this, because um, you can't win an egot with a podcast in any of the the four categories. I think, um, and you know, I'm never gonna win a Pulitzer or anything. But I think, you know, either I could be knighted by the Pope or. I could get a star on the uh, Rogers Park Walk of Fame, or I could get a JD Power Award. So, I think this is the the most reachable goal for me right here, and that's the hope moving forward. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, podcast is objectively terrible. But I tell you what, for all the ladies out there. Who, you know, maybe you've been saying last couple weeks, this podcast, I just don't know what it's become. It's not for me anymore. We want a show by the ladies and for the ladies. Well, we got good news for you because thanks to some rambling I did last week and then a follow-up comment by hashtag brother of the podcast, Walter Furness, we have a fun topic for this week. And this just goes to show that by engaging with the podcast and supporting local small business, you can enact change in your community, okay? If there's something that I want to, you know, a message that I want to relay to all the protesters out there, it's that by engaging in dialogue and supporting the arts, like Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast, you can change your environment. So with that being said, you might be wondering, hey, Quinn, you ramble all the time. You're going to have to be more specific. What are we talking about today? I got week on Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast. We're doing a live power ranking of sort of my own creative list, but what I'm referring to as the original eight American Girl Dolls. Wow. Quinn, when you said by the ladies, for the ladies, we didn't think you were actually serious, but now you've got our attention. Okay, American Girl Dolls, if you're not familiar, are a series of dolls who are female, females, made in America. First released... American Girl is an American line of 18-inch dolls released in 1986 by Pleasant Company. The dolls portray 8- to 11-year-old girls of a variety of ethnicities. 
They are sold with accompanying books told from the viewpoint of the girls. Originally, the stories focused on various periods, no pun intended, of American history, (laughs) but were expanded in 1995 to include contemporary characters and stories, the latest edition being Welly Wishers, a line of... That's... That's, I'm just reading the script here. Welly Wishers, all one word, a line of 14 and a half inch dolls aimed for younger children. Now, before we go any further, I could have sworn American Girl dolls were already intended for a younger audience, being that it was a series of 8 to 11 year old girls. Um, that being said, we're not getting into Welly Wishers today, but we are focusing on uh, American Girl dolls and we're going to rank them. Because that's just a great thing to do with with people. Um, I should say I'm using this this phrase "original American Girl dolls" very. Um, I've I've made it myself here uh, because you had there was like I'm, and I, I learned all this just in our research today. Um, you know there were like I think two original American Girl dolls. It looks like it was maybe Samantha and. Well, she might have been the first one. I don't know. Looks like Samantha came out in 1986. Oh, no, there was Kirsten in 1986. Samantha and Kirsten, they look like, and Molly. Those, I think they were three OGs. But, obviously, we wanted a more interesting show than just three lame white girls. So, we expanded the list to eight. And um, we're going to go from eight to one. And the fun thing about this is... We're going to kind of all be learning together because I, when I made this list of eight and these all came out, you know, like 2000-ish at the latest, I didn't really know all of them. Um, I think I knew all their names in some capacity, but, and still now I don't know their stories. I didn't do a lot of, this might be shocking for you to hear, but I didn't do a lot of in-depth research into, um, you know, into this list specifically. That being said, we're going to be researching as we go. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be sharp, sleek, elegant, slim, just like those American Girl laws. Hey, one other thing I'll say before we, we, we announce the list of eight here. Um, those American Girl dolls, they're all pretty slim, you know. And the average nine-year-old girl in America weighs 120 pounds, and I don't really think that that's reflected in the American girls, maybe the more modern ones, but I think, you know, a current day American girl would need to have, you know, a smartphone in one hand and I'm thinking like a two liter in the other, although that might be more of a two handed object because nine year old girls hands don't tend to be too large from what I heard. And, um, you know, probably a Snapchat filter just built right into their face could be fun do nine-year-olds have smartphones I, I don't know man this is one of my biggest not not one of my biggest fears but just something that really gnaws at me something i think about a lot gnaws g-n-a-w-s is like when do you give your kids a phone because i didn't get a phone till i was 16 and i didn't have a smartphone till i was about 20 um but times are different, you know, and especially like when I was growing up, I didn't really have a need for a phone or anything. I, I was homeschooled. Where was I? I? I was literally almost never anywhere without my parents. Um, but, you know, 
when I have kids of my own and send them to school, like at what age do kids get cell phones? That, 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 that mortifies me to like try to figure out how to figure that thing out. I'm going to have to read a lot of, uh, 21st century parenting for dummies books to try to sort all this stuff out. When do they get a TikTok? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Let's announce the list of eight that we're going to be selecting from here. And then, well, what we'll do is we'll go, you know, eight through five, and then we'll read some ads and we'll go four through one if that works out for everyone. So, this list, and I'm just reading these names in no particular order. This isn't the E through one list, obviously, or else you wouldn't need to listen to the rest of the show. Um, here are the names we're working with. Kaya, Felicity, Josephine, Molly, Samantha, Addie, Kit, and Kirsten. Okay? So those are the eight we're working with. If you're curious just how much did I actually prepare for this episode, um, None at all, really, because I don't know. Even you, right now, if you said, Quinn, what, what, what are we starting off with? What's number eight? I don't know. And I don't really know all their backstories. I'm kind of fuzzy on a lot of the details, so I'm doing my best here. Um, if you're watching our uh, podcast live stream on YouTube, I'm drinking from our Norfolk Academy Bulldogs travel mug. mug you, can't, you don't really call this a, a mug. It's a cup, travel cup, I guess, but it does keep my, my water very cold. And I'm wearing my bathrobe because I'm in this weird, it's a nice day in Chicago. You know, it's about 70 degrees. I was sitting out by the lake with Rachel for a decent portion of the afternoon, just hanging out. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's, a nice, there's a nice breeze coming in. So just wearing my shorts and a t-shirt, you know, it's like... And got all my windows open. I feel good. But if you, you do that for too long, exposed, you get a little bit chilly. So just trying to find this balance here. I don't know. I hadn't really touched my bathrobe in a long time. And then I was over at um, hashtag friend of the podcast, Ryan Sanger and Sean Young's house on Wednesday or something like that. Thursday. I don't know. And they were, Ryan was telling me about his time spent in Italy and how he had this really nice bathrobe that he wore every day. And it got me thinking, you know, I, I, I've i had this bathrobe since, I, I don't know, I was probably like, there's actually a picture, uh, you go on Facebook, um, and there's a picture of the Christmas where I got this bathrobe because I was wearing it. And I must have been, I don't know, what do I look like, 14 or something like that? So I've had this baby for a while. I would be lying if I told you it got much use. Uh, it it hardly gets any use. Uh, it just kind of hangs up in my closet because I just feel like I hardly ever, not that I don't lounge, but I just, I don't know, I never really think to put it on. So we're trying to, we're trying to incorporate it into the rotation a little bit more. The issue is, you know, it's June 7th. We're getting close. And we've already had some days where it's really hot out and with no AC in this apartment, there's only so many clothes you can wear and a bathrobe is not on the recommended list of clothing articles. So you got to keep an eye out for that. But okay. I think we waited long enough. We're 12 minutes into our show here. We're going to get through our first four. We're going to go weakest to strongest, of course, and then we'll read our ads and we'll finish up here and we'll move pretty quickly through today's show. Um, cause I still haven't showered today. We're recording this at 6 PM Sunday night. And, uh, 
you know, the day just kind of got away from me. You know what happened? We moved family chat from 9.30 a.m. to 10.15 a.m., and the whole rest of the day has just been a wash. Okay, so I'm scanning through the list here, and let's see how quickly I can offend somebody because I said their favorite American Girl doll was the weakest of the original eight. So, again, our names here, Kaya, Felicity, Josephine, Molly, Samantha, Addie, Kit, and Kirsten. And I'm I'm just gonna go off. I actually okay. So this I'm leaning into my own personal discriminatory biases here. <laughs> so it's a great way to it's a great phrase to start your sentence with. Um, I actually know very little about these American Girl dolls, but one thing I do know is that I I don't like horse girls. Um, this comes from my my days working in undergraduate admissions. I can't tell you how many personal common app essays you get about a girl and her love of horses and so for that reason and that reason alone we are going with felicity as our weakest american girl doll she comes in at number eight on our list here and i should write these down so i can give them to you in order um not felicity huffman uh when we get there felicity is one of the american girl dolls that got her own feature film made about her felicity merriman is an auburn-haired horse-loving girl see they they know her identity it's right in the first sentence there and that's all it takes for me three strikes and you're out living in 1770s williamsburg virginia who's caught between patriot and loyalist family and friends at the onset of the american revolution okay so i i feel really strongly about this pick because not only am I not a big horse girl person, but the whole Revolutionary War era and, like, this heightened sense of patriotism and loyalty, like, all those things, uh, for whatever reason, they don't really resonate with me. Um, you know, the whole Paul Revere thing is not, not, my, my, not my scene. Felicity had a movie made about her in 2005 with Shailene Woodley playing Felicity Merriman. Shailene Woodley has, I think, become somewhat famous. I really don't know anything about her or why she's famous or like what movies she's been in. Um, but looks like the fault in our stars divergent and the TV show, big little lies nominated for an Emmy here. Yeah, that's pretty good. So apologies to any of the big horse girl fans out there, but Felicity is first on the chopping block and she is officially Number eight on our list of original American Girl dolls. Okay, let's go back to this list here and figure out what number seven is going to be. Now it gets tough, okay? Now we're into the top seven. But I got to tell you, um, we got a lot of, I feel like, basic white girl bitches in this list in no particular order. We got Molly, Samantha, Kit, and Kirsten. And I just feel like, in these current uh, racial tension climates, you know, it'd probably be a good idea to, to throw another white girl in at number seven before we really, you know, start digging in and making the tough choices. Um, so I tell you who I'm going to pick. Number seven is going to be Kit. Kit Kittridge, who also has had a movie made about her, I believe, Abigail Breslin, but we're going to try to get some confirmation on this. Um, if you're just joining us, number seven on our list 
of American Girl Doll uh, in our power rankings is Kit Kitridge for the film based on the character Kit Kitridge. Okay. Kit Kitridge faced the hard times of the early to mid years of the Great Depression in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, we all know how much I dislike Ohio on this show. As her family struggles to adjust to the realities of the economy after her father's job loss. Well, maybe Kit Kitridge could work the streets to make some money. I don't know. Just thinking out loud here. Yes, Kit Kitridge, an American Girl, 2008 comedy drama. Uh, Abigail Breslin, there she was. I liked Little Miss Sunshine a little bit better. Maybe we could have had a crossover episode. Well, it had Stanley Tucci. It might be worth watching. Um, and Joan Cusack. Okay. That was number seven on our list. Felicity, again, number eight. Horse Girls, first to go. Easy call there. And then um, Kit Kitridge. We're, we're knocking out the movie ones here first, coming in at number seven on our list. Okay, let's move ahead here. And I'm eliminating the names from my list as we move forward. Things are getting tough now. Things are getting really tough. We still have left Kaya, Josephine, Molly, Samantha, Addie, and Kirsten. I feel like we're doing the NBA draft lottery right now. This is high-stakes podcasting. Um, Okay, for number seven, I'm going to make kind of a tough call here. Um, Something that might not be super popular, but I'm going to do it anyways. And uh, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. So for the the big-time OG fans... You might be thinking, hey, he's crazy for picking this one at number six. She, she should be way higher, at least five or four. But I'm going for it anyways. At number six, we're knocking another white girl out of the mix. We're going with Samantha Parkington. Samantha is an only child. Well, there's a strike right there. Growing up during the Edwardian period. What is that? Edwardian period? I didn't know we had a period in America called the Edwardian period. The Edwardian era or Edwardian, Edwardian period of British history. Okay, oh, okay, time out. Time out. This is like Benedict Arnold. What, what's going on here? I mean, she's supposed to be an American girl, and the first, lo- first description we're getting is that she grew up in a British period. Um, excuse me, reign of King Edward the Seventh, nineteen oh one to nineteen ten. So, just why couldn't we just call it the early twentieth century? Is, is kind of what I want to know. Orphaned at age five, another strike, and raised by her wealthy Victorian era grandmother, whom she called Grand Mary in New York. So, why were we calling it the Edwardian period? Um, Samantha befriends a poor servant girl named Nellie. Eventually. They're adopted, yada, 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 women's suffrage. Seems just really basic, you know? I think Samantha had a movie released about her. Let's see what details we can get on that. An American Girl Holiday. Ooh, it's like National Lampoon's 2004 television film. Um, young, wealthy. Yeah, she's an orphan, but she's wealthy. Get get a load of that. This None of this is coming together, you know? Anna Sophia Robb as Samantha Parkington. Wasn't she in uh, Bridge to Terabithia? Maybe. Yeah, there she was. Spoiler alert. 
didn't make it. Um, okay. So, Samantha, you know what, I was, I, I feel a lot better after doing the research on Samantha because, frankly, going in, knowing she was an OG American Girl doll from 1986, I was a little worried about taking the risk of putting Samantha at number six, thinking, you know, I might anger, anger some fans, a large subsection of our listenership, probably really into American Girls, but I got to tell you, after reading about Samantha or Sammy, as I'll, I I call her that, um, not as uh, not as uh, guilty. Frankly, don't feel that bad about it. Sorry. Okay, we're gonna pick one more for our number five slot. Then we're gonna read some ads here. We're doing great on time. Uh, the five that we still have left are Kaya, Josephine, Molly, Addie, and Kirsten. All right. So at number five. You know what? I think I think she snuck under the radar for long enough. She's the doll that uh, doesn't have a last name, and it kind of seems like she's trying to be like Cher, and maybe a little bit full of herself or Madonna. And uh, because of that, it's time for her to go. Kaya couldn't quite crack the top four. Kaya comes in at number five on our power ranking list of American Girl dolls here. Kaya is a young girl of Nez Perce tribe living in the pre-contact Northwest. Themes in her core, yada, yada, yada. Earliest of the historical characters. And the first one we chose that doesn't have a movie made about her. Frankly, it just seems like we don't really know much about Kaya. She's kind of mysterious. I could see how that could be attractive to some fans. But I think the not having a last name thing was just, you know, the straw that broke the Kaya's back. So as a summary of where we've been before we head into our break here, at number eight, we've got Felicity. Number seven, Kit. Kitridge, number eight, or uh, number six, Samantha. And at number five, Kaya. That means our top four in no particular order because I have not decided yet. We have Josephine, we have Molly, we have Addie, and we have Kirsten. Things are heating up here. Streaming across Beantown Networks. Now would be a great time for a word from our sponsors. Starting with Home Pride Oregon. Let's get the camera zoomed in here for our uh, ad read. Okay, that's pretty good. Now you just see the the top of my head. Is that good for you guys? Home Pride Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with services including things like heating, cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold on the home inspection market, you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to call Steve at 541-410-0316, or you can visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316, or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon, inspection perfection. I want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. Oh, it looks so good on the camera, too, doesn't it? It looks beautiful. Samson Q2U series. It sounds good in Genesis. It sounds good in Exodus and the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Don't forget those epistles. 
Philemon, Philippians, 2 Timothy, Jude. I love a good epistle. E pi, E pi. What is that? E P I S T. What? L E? Is that right? Someone from research can check for us. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. Ooh. All right. Um, let's get to our last ad read here. And uh, let's see who it's going to be this week. Let's see if it's any different than the last 5,200 weeks. 2,000. That's not a number, Quinn. Um, okay. I'm trying to do something on my phone right now. This is crazy. All right, let's dig in here. Uh, cuts, cuts by Q. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but slightly different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations servicing uh, Cook County... Where else? Uh, Chicago, Northwest Indiana, and the greater Chicago land area. What's next on the ad read here? From beehives to bangs, hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you got to call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200, or you can email Cuts by Q at yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts. Q-U-T-Z by Q at yahoo. Com. All right, sing with us whether you're on the live stream or you're listening on your phone on a walk or you're cooking dinner with your walk. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy or new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. And uh, thank you to everyone who did reach out this week. We were re- able to be- uh, reopen once again, um, on June 3rd, thanks to Lori Lightfoot's instructions, and we are back in business for Cuts by Q. I haven't given myself a haircut since maybe like February, perhaps, Valentine's Day-ish, a fresh Valentine's cut. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, it's getting pretty long here. If you're looking at it on the live stream, look at that. Look at that volume. A lot of people I've been seeing lately in person have assumed that I've given myself a haircut, you know, recently. But I think it's just because my hair, I, I was, when it was getting a lot longer than I was comfortable with back in, uh, you know, like late March, early April. I was posting a lot about it on Instagram and doing a lot of fun hair things. And since then, I, you know, the novelty of it has worn off quite a bit. Uh, so I'm just not posting about it that much. Plus, I've been wearing hats more now that it's, you know, hat season. Um, so it might look like it's a little bit, uh, you know, shorter than it is if it's matted down in a certain way. But I, I can assure you, and if you're watching the live stream right now on YouTube, hopefully you can tell, too, that this thing is is crazy. It's got a mind of its own. Anyways, here... Um, Let's move forward here so we can finish up and I can shower and I can eat supper. Not to mention editing this. Okay, so I know I don't really do any editing. And what what all I really have to do is load it into my Mac here and then line up the audio and the, the video, which sounds really easy. And frankly, it, it would be if for someone who 
knew how to do this stuff, but for me, it's a real pain in the butt. I spent, when we did our first video cast two weekends ago, I spent like 20 minutes on iMovie just trying to figure out exactly how to line up audio and video. It was a headache, frankly, and um, really not looking forward to doing it again. But maybe you'll, maybe we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Um, the other thing is I, I'm trying to do this in 4K, which is a video quality thing, like 1080p, if you ever heard of that. But apparently I recorded it in 4K, but it didn't upload in 4K. I don't really know. I don't really care. I think I look great, okay? Not to mention, check out, check out that. Mm. It's my butt for those of you listening to the audio. Um, you know, usually that costs you a lot. I was talking to Rachel about this. We were watching the NASCAR race a couple hours ago. Maybe I should get an OnlyFans. Just an idea. Um, okay. You know, one other thing before we get into back into American Girls, I also pitched her my idea for the Hymns and Hers web series where I sing a Christian hymn at the beginning and then I offer Christian dating or relationship advice. Um, you know, just like a short little thing. I'm thinking now that we got the camera going, I could, you know, we could maybe try it out. We'll see. We need any Christian couples out there. We need you guys to write us at uh, cuts. Uh, no, where are we at? Beantown Podcast Yahoo dot com. Email us again. This Beantown B E A N T and Podcast at Yahoo dot com. If you have any good Christian 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 dating questions, okay? Because it's got to fall under hims and hers. I'm not picky. It could be Lutheran. Methodist, Episcopal, I don't really mind, okay? Whatever you want to do, it's your body. Um, but I will judge you on our Hymns and Hers show. So let me know if you want to come on. I think it could be very fun, okay? All right, um, well, let's get back into our list here. If you're just joining us, welcome to the second half of our show. It won't be as long as the first half, I promise. But we are power ranking uh, what I deem to be the original eight American Girl dolls. And our, our the first half, eight through five, went something like this. Felicity, because she's a horse girl, and that's three strikes you're out in my book. Kit Kitridge, because she's just kind of boring, and she's from Ohio. Uh, Samantha, kind of a controversial pick when it first came out, but after we did the research, we realized Samantha is really like, got really rich without earning it. And then Kaya, who frankly made it probably further than a lot of people thought she should have. But my list, my rules. Okay, so we are into the top four here. Again, the, the names still standing are Josephine, Molly, Addie, and Kirsten. Okay. So coming in at number four on our power rankings of American Girl Dolls, is going to be Josephine, okay? It was a hell of a run. In fact, I don't know, Josephina or Josephine. I don't know what she prefers. Uh, probably Josephina Montoya, a young Mexican girl living in 1824 New Mexico with her extended family. She and her family, um, big family here, Bain Headstrong, must adapt following, adapt following the death of their mother before the books and introduction of the mother's sister, okay? Um, bilingual, she's got that going for her, New Mexico, and, uh, she's got a pet goat, which, 
you know what? It's it's kind of it's kind of sad to see Josephina only coming in at number four because how many American Girl dolls do you know that have pet goats? I'll answer that for you. One, I know one that has a pet goat. Hell of a run for Josephina. Cracked our top the the top half. Not a bad day. Um, but uh, you know what? We're getting down to the nitty gritty here, and there's just there's not a lot of margin for error. Josephina fans, don't feel bad. It's a good run coming in at number four. Okay, you should take a lot of lot of pride in that. We are down to our top three American Girl dolls here, and we're not going to beat around the bush. We're not going to waste any time here. Coming in at number three is something that might surprise people. Something you might think, hey, we thought she had a shot at at cleaning up this whole thing. I am here to tell you that's not the case. Came out in 1986. She is as OG as it gets. She's from Illinois. She lived through World War II. D-Day was yesterday. But unable to crack the top two, coming in at number three here for American Girl Doll OG power rankings is Molly. Molly, hell of a run from the youngster, living in the fictional city named Jefferson, Illinois, during the later years of World War II. Father is stationed in England as a doctor caring for wounded soldiers. Her mother works at the Red Cross. She, her 15-year-old sister, and her 13-year-old brother and 6-year-old brother are all cared for by their housekeeper and must cope with many changes that the war has brought. Molly also realizes that she, too, is a part of helping soldiers, not sure how, such as skating, lap dancing, movies, and summer camp. That can't be right. Tap, tap dancing. Oh, whoa. Said okay. Oh, oh, all right. Skating, tap dancing, movies, and summer camp. Molly's series focuses on patriotism and the changes that come with wartime. One of the original dolls. The only okay. You you guys might be wondering what does she really have going for her? You know, she seems kind of basic. Here you go. The only historical character sold with eyeglasses. All right. Half of America wears eyeglasses, and so it just feels good to get some representation for once, okay? Molly has since been retired, but a hell of a run for the youngster, the Irish youngster, Molly McIntyre, living through World War II. That's pretty impressive, if you ask me. And um, made it all the way up to number three on our power rankings, okay? So, Molly fans, don't be sad. You made it into the top three. That's highly impressive. All right. We are down to it here. We are down to slots two and one. So, as soon as I announce one, you know what the other one's going to be. Um, With that in mind, we're still going to announce number two first, and you'll know what number one is while I'm reading number two. That's okay. You can savor it. We'll get to them in, um, in, uh, in, in, in due time, if I could speak correctly here. Number two, we're going to get a little drum roll going here. Um, I could probably add the effect in iMovie, but I choose not to. Uh, all right, number two, probably surprised that she made it this far, but you know what? This list is very personally biased. I think we, we said that right at the outset, and I'm not afraid of that, 
the the Scandinavian blood runs very strong here in this household. And because of that, we were able to get Kirsten all the way up to number two in an original doll from 1986. A very strong run all the way up to the t- the front of the field here. Kirsten Larson is a the, they pick the most stereotypical names. I love that. Kirsten Larson is a Swedish immigrant who settles in the Minnesota Territory, Ufta, with her extended family in 1854. She faces the hardships, challenges, and adaptations necessary to adjust to life in America, such as learning to speak English. Oh, I thought there was going to be more to the list. Just that. Um, Kirsten begins to attend a single-room schoolhouse near her home, and her family do their best to preserve their traditions from Sweden while adapting to American life. More changes include making a new friend outside of her own world and the arrival of a new uh, uh, baby. Kirsten was one of the first three dolls, yada, yada, yada. Officially retired um, in 2010, it looks like. All right. Um, Good run. You know, I'm impressed with Kirsten. It's tough. To move to a new place. Minnesota territory, very harsh winters. Anyone who's ever read My Antonia knows about that. I don't know if that's set in Minnesota, but I, I, I something like that, you know? And um, I'm definitely personally biased. But Swedish, Minnesota, it's the type of person who could have, like, in real life been my great, great, great grandmother or something, okay? So put a little respect on it but it's time to reveal our number one you already know what it is if you paid any attention to our list of original american girl dolls the parameters we set at the outset but to recap where we've been starting at number eight we have felicity horse girl easy pick for the worst american girl doll then we had kit kitridge from ohio not a great look um samantha just kind of there, being boring, basic white girl status. Then we had Kaya, very much flying under the radar kind of doll, and that's about as far as we could get with her, not knowing too much. Didn't have the last name, was a strike against her. Then in our top four, we had Josefina, a strong run, Nez Perce, New Mexico, definitely an underdog in this uh, in the, these power rankings, made it into the top four. That's admirable. Then at number three, we had Molly, Glasses, the face of America, lived through World War II from Illinois. Strong showing. At number two, we had Kirsten, the Swedish immigrant, the Swedish girl. It's the Danish girl sequel. And at number one, crowning our list, perhaps an upset no one else saw coming, but it just feels appropriate right now, but also like legit earned it. If you're, if we're looking at this list in this whole context, Addie Walker, number one on our list of top American girl dolls, and I'll tell you why. Addie Walker was the fifth doll added to the historical line. Her character is a fugitive slave. Fugitive slave. Stop. That's all you need to know for why she earned being number one. She's a slave. You know, Molly's hardship was that she wore glasses. Felicity's was that they shot her horse when its leg was broken. Uh, Kirsten was trying to learn English. Addie is a, 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 a goddamn slave, okay? Let's put some respect on her name. 
Um, her character is a fugitive slave who escapes with her mother. This is basically like beloved from a plantation in North Carolina to Philadelphia in 1864. That's hardcore during the civil war. Addie's stories explore themes of freedom, familial love, prejudice, and racism. Um, yada, yada, yada. Da, 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 da. The first American, African American character made by American girl. Okay. That's all you need to know. That's why Addie is number one. Kicking ass, taking names, and f- fleeing from slavery, okay? There, that, no, nothing else compares. I don't care if Josephina has better skin. I don't care if Kit was portrayed by Hollywood blockbuster Abigail Breslin. Addie Walker, welcome to the champion circle. So there you have it, our, our, uh, our, our power ranking of American Girl Dolls. Thank you to my brother, Walt, for the brilliant idea. And that's about all we had to, to share with you on the Bean Tom podcast. Exciting updates, two weeks, Father's Day special. And you know what that means? It's the debut of our third Father's Day song. Um, the first two... I believe can be found as their own solo singles on YouTube. The second one definitely can. The first one, I, I actually, it might not be. It might still be incorporated into the episode. I should see if I could pull that out. Um, but our third one, third one is, I'm excited for it. I have not started writing it yet. I've got two weeks here. Clock's ticking to figure it out. That being said, I wrote the last year's, the morning of okay so i'm not stressing out too much i'm cool as a cucumber assuming you kept it in the fridge um i want to thank everyone for listening there's a lot of noise and consternation happening outside right now curfew has been lifted so people are going nuts um i don't know what they're yelling about but thanks everyone for listening and uh, for watching if you're coming to us live on our youtube stream there's a lot of language going on out there. Good thing I gave our listener discretion is advice tag. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. I don't know the current status of this concert. Um, it's not happening in its own in the regular way because it's like an August concert or something. Um, so I don't know exactly what's going on with it. But when I, and this is a story for another time, but I purchased three tickets to be flipped not to not to use them but to be flipped to the lady gaga wrigley field concert this summer and um it's i have actually tried to see lady gaga before with I, i've probably told that story i don't remember what i went i was physically at her concert and she didn't come out and i left and then she came out after i left Long story. Um, but as part of these three tickets, for each ticket I bought, apparently it got a, a free Lady Gaga CD, her new CD, Chromatica. I don't know. I stopped listening to Lady Gaga about 10 years ago. But I got three. Here it is, the brand new CD. If you're watching on our audio stream. And I, I'm going to have to check out one of the new songs, okay? I have a CD player on my Mac. I don't know if it works. We'll try to import it to iTunes. We'll see how it goes. Um, Okay, that's what I wanted to say um, to you all. So thanks for tuning in. And um, I'm going to, you know, shut off the streams here. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. So thanks for tuning in. Stay safe. Stay sane. 
and we will check in on you next week. Bye.